0: Good afternoon and good morning. It's Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. want to welcome you to another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. Uh, in this series, we talk with leading brands about what they're seeing here on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Marcus Stern. He's a Senior Vice President and Head of Digital and Loyalty at Tim Hortons. How are you today, Marcus?
1: Doing wonderful. And just wanted to firstly thank you for the opportunity to chat with you all. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Us. Thank
0: you for taking the time. Uh, first off, we'd like to start these on a more personal level uh, to get to know the people we were speaking with uh, a little bit about them. So we'd love to know a little bit about yourself, kind of your history, uh, your job history, educational history, potentially, and also your role with uh, Tim Hortons.
1: Absolutely. So I've been with Tim Hortons now for eight years. Uh, I've had the privilege of working in several different functions across finance, marketing, development, pretty much every, every function you can think of, uh, and more recently took on responsibility for digital loyalty in our consumer goods business uh, earlier this year, uh, which is an amazing opportunity to, to bring all my experience sets to, to one, one important and impactful part of our business that's really shaping the future of Tim Hortons. Maybe a little bit of context uh, about Tim Hortons. So Tim Hortons is um, a household name very ubiquitous in Canada. We are the most loved, most trusted, and deemed most Canadian brand in Canada. Uh, We serve about eight out of every 10 cups of coffee in Canada. So really, really dominant market share position. Uh, We have just over 40% market share overall within the QSR space in Canada. Um, Tremendously powerful business uh, that has meant a lot to generations of Canadians, myself included, growing up. Um, It's very common for folks to grow up with it. We sponsor local community support programs like um, uh, Timbits Hockey. Uh, And a lot of folks, as they go through university, as I did here in Canada, at uh, Western, where I, I studied uh, a combination of mathematics and business, of which loyalty and digital are a good intersection of those two worlds, uh, Tim Hortons becomes a go-to to keep you energized and caffeinated uh, as you go through those those uh, journeys. So uh, Tim's has been a big part of my life uh, all the way th- through and through, and um, I'm really proud and privileged to represent the brand and the team that does amazing work for this amazing brand.
0: Okay, great. Uh... A fun fact about yourself. Uh, do you like to scuba dive? Do you have 12 kids? Uh, do you play the guitar? What, what's something you do kind of on your on your downtime?
1: So uh, maybe a few fun facts. We'll give, throw a few out there. So um, one is I thought I was going to be a pilot when I first grew up. So it was actually I learned to fly before I ever learned to drive. Uh, so I used to have my pilot's license. Um, have since given that up as it requires quite a few hours to maintain that. Uh, so no longer doing that. That's probably an interesting fact. Uh, and and perhaps another one, but on the little more personal side. Uh, big dog guy. I've got a little Frenchie uh back home that I absolutely love and adore. And um yeah, that uh, keeps me busy.
0: Okay, great. That's awesome. Good to know. Um when you look at uh customer loyalty, you know, what does customer loyalty mean to you and Tim Hortons?
1: Loyalty is uh I think it's been a part of the Tim Hortons business for generations. I think we've formalized that in this in the Creation of Tim's Rewards back in 2019, and and in many respects, some could argue that we were late to the loyalty game, um, but we've seen tremendous success in a very short period of time with our loyalty program. To give some context, Tim Hortons, as I mentioned, has sells eight to ten cups of coffee. We also serve eighty percent of Canadians in every given month. So. Eighty percent of folks will will stop by a Tim Hortons and complete a purchase in a given month, and fifty five percent of Canadians visit us at least once a week. So, we are very ubiquitously adopted and and uh, very convenient for Canadians. Um, not only do we serve a, a wide uh, group of individuals, we also have some of the highest levels of engagement. So, our average visitation at our restaurants are about three and a half visits a week. So, very very high engagement. And we started that business, of course, as most retail businesses do in a brick and mortar way. We have more physical locations in Canada than any other branded retailer that you can find in any industry in Canada. The next closest is the Canada Post. So we're very, very um, ubiquitous in our in our presence and very convenient for Canadians. We realized there's an opportunity and importance in replicating that in the digital sense. So we launched our loyalty program back in 2019 uh, to really reward customers for their um, Continued loyalty to our our program and to find more ways to reward them and encourage different ways to engage with our business. Um, It initially started as an analog program, evolved to a fully digital program, and is now really uh, a significant portion of our business. Over a third of our overall business is now occurring through digital channels and that's just a few short years after having launched uh, our loyalty program and what was really impactful for us is it allows us to find personalized and very um, experiential engaging uh, ways to engage with our customers beyond uh, what we're known for on the transactional level, but actually be top of mind when people are at home or, or playing with their kids. Um, some examples of what we've done is we've launched uh, games and contests. Uh, we launched just actually today. We just launched this season's NHL Hockey Challenge. It's a game where you can go in and pick which players you think will will score a goal on that day. And it's free to play. Everyone can play it. Um, and we've heard ex- stories of, of guests um, opening their app typically three times a day, once in the morning to see who they can pick later today, later in the day to make their picks and then afterwards to see if they won points. And basically depending on how many they get, right, they win points. And We've heard stories of Canadians in statistics classes teaching this on statistics. We've heard stories of families bonding over who they think will score. And so it's a really uh, fun way for us to extend the brand, uh, to be in consumers' homes on top of mind and reward them for the loyalty of, of engaging with Tim Hortons.
0: Great. Can can Americans play that? Because I would like to get, get my vote in. Big Avalanche fan, Gail uh, yeah. McCarr. And, uh, yes. A-
1: we have quite a few experiences, some of which are available in the U.S. today, uh, but more, that, more to come. So uh, stay tuned.
0: All right, great. Uh, I know your loyalty program, Tim's award, is uh, continuing to evolve. Uh, you guys uh, actually did quite well last year and last fall in the, the uh, award categories as well. You, know, you, you strive to keep the program current uh, with market expectations. And uh, as we know, they, those, are, I mean, those evolve uh, quite rapidly. So can you tell us a little bit about the program, kind of how you're evolving it, how you're keeping it current with regard to customer loyalty expect, you know, expectations and experiences?
1: Absolutely. I think the first and foremost is rooting yourself always in guest centricity. I think a lot of companies will talk about um, uh, guest oriented, um, a lot of guest research, but we really, really practice that and, and embrace that here at Tim Hortons. And so we listen to our guests, both folks who are in our program today, who are um, telling us about ways we could further enhance the program, make it more compelling and interesting for them, and also folks who aren't in our program and to find ways to to bring them uh, into the into the overall loyalty ecosystem. Um, so we've done a few things. Uh, we I mentioned that we started as an analog program. We moved to digital. We quickly launched our, our largest, it's actually the largest uh, campaign or, or uh, program in Canada uh, contest. It's called Roll to Win, where you used to roll up the cup and under there you would see if you won a prize. We made that all digital. So we moved the cup away, especially in light of COVID. Um, and that drew millions of people to the program. And we we also launched the Hockey Challenge. We started to launch other features to give back to local communities. Uh, one of which is the reason we, uh, we got the opportunity Opportunity to participate in the in uh, your conference this year, um, and each of these features that we've been adding have given beyond just the functional. Uh, Call it uh, rational benefits of getting rewarded for your loyalty. It also adds an emotional element to the relationship that we, that Tim Hortons and our app has with our and our loyalty program has with our guests, Um, and that's really been been quite exciting as we've seen more and more guests who are in our program adopting more and more features that we launch, and as they launch more features or as they adopt more features, they're not only engaging in those features, they're actually spending more with us at our restaurants. We're finding we're becoming that much more important in their daily lives. We're also through adding those features, finding more reasons for guests to join our our ecosystem. So we've done quite a few things and the most recent of which, which is actually rolling out also uh, uh, today and over the last few days and and rolling out nationally is what we're calling Scan and Pay, which is an opportunity for folks to to simplify the payment methods with, uh, with loyalty at our restaurants.
0: Okay. Uh, can you talk, talk to us a little bit more about Scan and Pay? Uh, obviously, you guys do a lot of development for your customer loyalty programs, uh, uh, kind of your technology back and your whole back end is, is something you guys take uh, pride in developing yourself. Can you talk about Scan and Pay and kind of how that will help uh, from a customer experience, but also from a you know throughput perspective as well, which is very important in the whole customer experience equation?
1: Absolutely. So, um, for, for, firstly, you mentioned it there. So we we actually do, as you mentioned, power our loyalty engine. We built our loyalty engine ourselves. We power it all ourselves. Uh, we actually pride ourselves on having a very, very modern tech stack. Of course, everything in the cloud. But a lot of what we build, uh, we actually have a really strong team of technical engineers who. Um, we, we found uh, when we can control a lot of our destiny in, in uh, building this, it allows us the flexibility to add more features and, and capabilities down the road. So very proud of that fact. Um, and that's actually enabled us to do a lot of the things that we've talked about. And Scan and Pay is another example of that, where we've built that in-house. So Scan and Pay um, is the concept of uh, today and how it's been working for the last few years with our loyalty program. A guest who comes to Tim Hortons to purchase would scan their QR code for our loyalty program, either through their app. Or or through their uh, their mobile wallet uh, and then uh, render ten, uh, payment either through cash or credit card or debit card. And what we've seen is, especially with the pandemic, more and more people have been migrating towards uh, credit and debit cards. So it's so a non-cash transactions. And we saw that uh, this, method of, of two taps, right? Two steps was actually um, Im, uh, impacting our speed of service and our drive throughs, which for us is like one of the most critical measures we have um, as we are one of the fastest, if not the fastest drive through times in our restaurants. And we pride ourselves on that and guests know us for this. So, any opportunity to be more efficient um, not only drives more throughput and sales to restaurants, we've actually seen it highly correlated to customer satisfaction uh, with, with our overall business uh, and, and their perceptions of friendliness. So uh, we tried to find a way to improve that process, and we we identified an opportunity to basically nest or vault a form of payment uh, that uh, guests can choose, and that can include their Tim Hortons gift cards, which are very substantial for our business, as you've seen other coffee players, substantial for theirs, um, as well as any credit cards and soon-to-come uh, debit cards as well, uh, where they can basically vault that information, and our QR code uh, will capture that payment methodology as as in one scan, one transaction. Um, Interesting things about this, just to nerd out for one second about what's what's interesting about it is, when you do that, um, you inherently have introduced the potential for fraud, because if I could take a picture of your QR code as a way to pay, uh, it means now that I could introduce fraud into the system. So this required a lot of technical integrations and work to prevent that. We have a QR code that changes every few minutes now, specifically to avoid that issue. We also had several integrations to implement with a bunch of delivery partners, point of sale solutions for the registers at our restaurants um, and a whole host of other other integrations. So it was a very involved uh, build, but we were very proud about it and uh, are rolling it out now. We're seeing amazing results, not just for our guests, but for our restaurant operations and our team members, for which this really simplifies their day-to-day.
0: Okay. You recently, uh, at the 2022 Loyalty Expo, you uh, earned platinum uh, category of social impact and CSR. Obviously, that's great news. What do you think sets uh, apart your efforts in regard to social impact and, and CSR customer uh, so, so corporate social responsibility?
1: Yeah. Yeah look, first and foremost, maybe two things. I want to just also recognize everyone else who had participated in the, in the program. I thought a lot of the other programs, what they were doing was fantastic. Um, great to see the amazing work that folks are doing. And frankly, a lot of them were inspirational for us. We took away a lot of learnings uh, for our business. Uh, the next thing that may be worth sharing is that Tim Hortons has very much always been known in our local communities as a charitable organization, one that stands for more than just um, a, a functional uh, relationship with guests, but actually a very emotional, and community-oriented business, so much so that we actually are one of the most um... We call it franchise business models and that typically our restaurant owners own one two three restaurants and they're involved in their local communities they support the local charities uh, for certain campaigns that we run every year um, and so we are very well known in Canada for for being uh, focused in the CSR space having said that we did see um a challenge in in our uh, one of our important campaigns is actually our, our foundation camps where we send uh, under children from underprivileged circumstances to camps to basically um, train them in ways to deal with leadership and actually achieve better um, outcomes in life uh, and thrive through challenges. And it's a really, really important foundation uh, for us. It's one that's been near and dear to our hearts since we opened Tim Hortons. Uh, And it's one that was struggling because we saw that cash donations, which used to be a big portion of uh, the contributions to the camps, were, were declining as people, especially during COVID, as people were moving away from cash. And so we tried a whole host of things. Uh, We tried a lot of different things and nothing really worked. And what we realized was, what if we could better ingrain the things that define the ways guests interact with Tim Hortons and deeply embed it within our loyalty construct. Uh, And so what we did is we actually uh, provided an opportunity for folks to uh, simply round up to the nearest 10 cents on their transaction. You have to remember tim hortons our average check is about five five and a half bucks or so so rounding up 10 cents smaller but we have a very high frequency business and a lot of frequency comes through the loyalty program so we enable this feature through the loyalty everyone's loyalty account to be able to set and forget uh, they can also change it if they wish but most people set and then forget and kind of leave it there um, the ability to round up their purchase and so these small roundups of 10 cents Um, have led to hundreds of thousands of dollars or hundreds of kids who can now go to camp that we were unable to serve before. So it's a great example of leveraging loyalty specifically with a small, seemingly small impact that can make a huge difference uh, for your local community, so we we were very proud of that, um, and we were privileged to be able to present on behalf of the organization the work that we've done, and really appreciate the recognition from uh, you all, and as well as uh, our, our colleagues who were there from from other organizations to to support uh, the work we were doing.
0: Absolutely. And the last question we have for you, you know, uh, we continue to hear about customers changing. Uh, your space, CSR space, had some pretty big uh, challenges to deal with going through uh, COVID. You know, how do you see your customers evolve? How are they changing? Maybe b- before or during COVID?
1: Yeah, for uh, a few things. So for, uh, we talked about uh, tender moving more towards a cashless tender. That's one for sure. We also saw a big shift towards drive-throughs. Uh, And that obviously as a service mode for us, it was always important, but to give some context, we were hovering uh, around uh, just under sixty percent or so in drive-throughs for overall sales mix. We're now closer to seventy, uh, so very substantial for our business uh, in terms of the service mode. As you have more cars in the in uh, the line, that means your throughput becomes increasingly more important. And yet another reason why for us, scan and pay became a prioritized, uh, very big opportunity uh, to leverage again our loyalty ecosystem and, and infrastructure to drive operational and and sales benefits uh, for the business, but more importantly. Um, a great experience for our guests. So that's certainly another trend that we've seen. Uh, And we've also seen other things like uh, folks are now, who used to come to us at Tim Hortons to buy coffee every morning. A lot of them are working from home now. So what a lot of them are doing is they might visit a little less often, but they're buying more meals for their family. So bigger checks lower transactions. Um, and what that means is there's an opportunity to think about how we reward our guests for those types of behaviors. And so we've done a lot of thinking around challenges and badges and more things to come to our core loyalty program. Stay tuned for those uh, that we think are really exciting for uh, to reward folks for those changing behaviors.
0: All right, great. Well, thank you very much uh, for taking the time to talk to us, Marcus. It was great uh, getting uh, to know you personally a little bit, but also about uh, some things that you're doing with the Tim's program. And look forward to continuing to hear more about the evolution uh, throughout the next year.
1: Wonderful. Thank you again so much for the opportunity and for the recognition of the conference. It was a great conference. Highly recommend it to everyone. And uh, and thank you for again for the opportunity on behalf of the organization.
0: Absolutely. And everyone else, thank you for taking the time to listen. Make sure you join us again for another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. Until then, have a wonderful day.